Hi, welcome to the Fix Your Sex Podcast, where we talk all things sex. I'm your host, Amina, and I'm a sacred sex coach, tantric body worker, pleasure activist, and all-around sexual revolutionary. I'm here to share my thoughts and hot takes on how and why we are still having bad sex in the 21st century, and hopefully to provide you with some solutions and tips so that you can start having great sex for the rest of your life. Disclaimer, this podcast is for grown-ups, and there are sensitive topics being discussed. Also some profanity. So if you're under 18 or if conversations about sex and the usage of profanity bother you, you might want to leave now, but you've been warned. Okay. Um, so got that part of the way. You may have noticed something different today. I've added pleasure activist to my title. I'm putting that shit on my business card. Um, and, um, I think just for the record, if you don't even like to read, if reading is not your jam at all, I'm going to fix that right now. There's a book out by Adrian Marie Brown called Pleasure Activism. And I am so grateful. One of my students, Matisse, hey Matisse, um, put me on to her because I was just, I was going to not even be, have access to this amazing, amazing woman and, um, and her amazing writings. And it has been so impactful for me. You can find the book. I believe I heard that there's going to be an ebook very soon. I'm sorry, audio book very soon. So if you're waiting for the audio audio book, go ahead or just come to some of my classes where we, we break down a lot of the things that are in that book. I feel like it was a Bible that was sent to me. It was the most validating writing I've read in a long time that really encompassed all of the work that I do in so many formats, um, focusing on, on pleasure from all aspects and all angles and and really provoking thought for me um, as someone doing the work. And so I just wanted to provoke some thought for you too. So the book is, um, sorry, it's Pleasure Activism, Adrienne Marie Brown, who I love, love, love. Go check it out if you haven't read it already. And um, and that's different. I'm adding that to my my beginnings, my intros now. And I know I never talk about um, a book or like pro up somebody, but this, this is like revolutionary shit. So go check it out. All right, on today's show, I'm going to talk about legalizing pleasure, uh, pussy politics, and semen retention. But first, we got the pro-ho tip. This podcast's pro-ho tip is brought to you by the Sacred Sex at Sea, a six-day lifestyle cruise for those who have made spirituality and sexuality a lifestyle. Sacred Sex at Sea, Mexico, Belize, and Honduras, January 19th through the 25th, um, for more info or to reserve your cabin um, or to sponsor, go to Atlanta, I'm sorry, atltantra.com. That's atltantra.com. And just click on events for more info. Uh, today's pro ho tip is taste your flavor. I want you to become unmistakably familiar with the way that you smell and taste. So if no one is looking around right now, reach down into your underwear if you're wearing any. And get a slide and bring the essence to your nose and whiff. If you got a good enough slide, put it in your mouth and taste it. And I know, I know you're thinking this sounds crazy, but you know what's crazier? Trying to hold back your scent when you're having sex, which strangely enough happens. Maybe you've done it. I've done it before. Um, 
It's been a while, but I do remember thinking maybe if I clenched hard enough <laughs> that my, my pussy would not smell like pussy. So um, I want to encourage that we love the taste that we have and the scent that we have. Um, I want us to love it so much that anyone who doesn't sounds a bit mad themselves. Like, you must be crazy because I know this shit smells good and tastes good. I love the way it smells and tastes. It turns me on. And there's a bonus, right? You will always be the first to notice when something is off, which may mean it's time to get tested or change your diet, maybe change your lover, lower your stress levels. You get the point, right? But you want to be familiar with yourself, not just like looking at yourself in the mirror um, or you know, having an, a close, intimate idea of who you are as a person through masturbation and, and solo sex, but also just how you smell, how you taste, what your cycles of life feel like. And this is not something that's just for people with pussies. This is for anyone. Like, get familiar with your scent. Um, my lover was speaking to me the other day and I was talking about his scent and we all have a scent. Yes. Under your balls, you have a scent. It's how we actually continue as a species. Your scent is designed to turn someone on. So you should know what that is. Um, and if you're hiding it and masking it with bed, bath and beyond, maybe you're attracting some shit that you don't really actually want or need in your life. Either way, touch yourself, taste yourself often. That's today's Pro Ho Tip brought to you by Sacred Sex at Sea. For more information, visit www.atltantra.com. Okay, now on with the show. So I don't know if you've noticed lately, but pleasure is getting to be pretty fucking illegal. It's facing crackdowns everywhere. And while it might be backlash from Me Too and all of this um, woman's empowerment and divine feminine energy that's in the air, but whatever it is, it seems to be enough white Republican men and their female supporters with their panties in a bunch about something. Um, And they're all working really fucking hard to make sure that our access to pleasure is limited. So... Social media, which provides first access to so many of us, um, especially for people who may not be considered a target demographic for mainstream media, um, the it, uh, platforms are silencing sex therapists, sex educators, sex coaches, sex coaches, sex workers. Um, if sex is in your name, sex toy sellers, like basically, you have been not allowed to do much on social media, which is interesting, um, considering the variance when you look at things like violence and, um, systems of oppression that are publicized on social media a little bit easier. Now I'm not going to make this part of the show super political, um, and bring up all the violence that we have access to, but I just want to point out that it's, there are no coincidences and it's not a coincidence that um, we're able to see and witness and be privy to so much violence, um, actual violence, not like Hollywood violence, but like actual violence, actual black bodies, actual um, brown bodies being murdered, being dragged off, being incarcerated. Um, We see that with regular, uh, with so much regularity that we don't even notice it. It's, um, It's just... It's it's taking a, another um, space in our, our hearts and in our minds where it's 
not as impactful. And at the same time, things that have to do with your pleasure, um, things, uh, any conversations around sex or sexuality or relationships or community, um, if, if there's any sensuality that's drawn in there, are being so heavily centered. And you, you have to ask why. You have to figure out how, how do we find our voice um, in this fight to legalize pleasure, to make pleasure actually something that is accessible to all people. Um, and I think at the, at the end of the day, we, we have to start with the most simplest technique and that's figuring out what pleasure is and writing it out, writing it down, having conversations about what we've, um, what we've thought about pleasure. So much of our perceived pleasure is based on what someone else has told us to feel. And it really changes how we are moving in society because we're not really in alignment with our natural design. Our natural design is for pleasure. We are built for it. And um, unfortunately, when you constrict certain certain acts, certain routes to pleasure, then you can dictate what pleasure what some alternatives are, right? That's how it is. If you shut down the road, you have to give a detour. And so we have these detours of pleasure that we're all like just jumping on that road, so many of us, and we're getting distracted. We're going off off the path. Well, we may still, we're all going to get to death eventually, but we're just way off the path that we're supposed to be on in this life. And um, and I think it's it's high time right now that we really focus on what is going to bring us pleasure. What is bringing us pleasure? To spend some time journaling about what brings us pleasure, to spend some time conversating with friends and family about what can provide pleasure to us, what does provide pleasure, and not moving from a space that talks about where pleasure is lacking. Because pleasure is lacking in so many spaces, that, that that can be the conversation and the energy of, of the century, right? That could be just what we're putting out in the universe, just talking about what we don't like. I don't like this. I don't like that. And we, we know that we, we, we're bombarded with, with displeasure. It's a part of our, our ecosystem. And I think that it's really, really time that we start changing our conversations and our thought process, our meditations, all of that around um, what pleasure actually looks like. What does that look like for you as an individual? And what does it look like for your partner if you're partnered? Have you had conversations about what feels amazing? And have you done work to make sure that what feels amazing is returning again and again? Or that you're actually working towards what feels amazing so that your your sense of purpose is driven by your actual pleasure and not what others have said you should find pleasurable. This past Tuesday, I taught a class on pleasure mapping at my Tantra Tuesday workshops. And it was really about realizing what your path to orgasm is. Um, but a lot of that being on the road to orgasm, it's so hard to be on. It's impossible, not hard. It's impossible to be on a true path to orgasm without realization of pleasure, right? Um, 
the orgasmic path is blocked by this um, fight or flight mode that we tend to be in where we're constantly um, in, in a traumatic state where we're looking for a place to flee to. And so a part of realizing that path to orgasm, to actually be a part of that, learning our own body, developing our own maps of pleasure, deciding what pleasure looks like, accepting it, and then being able to communicate it. Like it's a system that we, we have to work on, um, because the road to orgasm is paved by pleasure. And, um, when you start moving into a space where your sex is more pleasure oriented, where your life is pleasure oriented, not just orgasm or ejaculation um, oriented, but that I'm, I'm actually doing what I'm doing in life, whether that's um, my, my fitness goals or my spiritual practices or my sexual practices. Like this, I'm, I'm a, f- a full bodied person. All of these practices are due to, are based on my pleasure. And as we start to make um, our life a practice that is pleasure oriented, we just, we come into more room for discovery, for healing, for bliss. Um, and we, we start to really truly discover what it is we like, what it is we don't like. And, and we get a chance to heal because our, our space for, for pleasure, our space for healing increases so I really think that right now, while while we're dealing with a lot of shit, and I'm <laughs> I'm here in the South, and we've been in the news a lot with women's rights, um, especially with access to abortion, and I it I'm sorry, it just doesn't it doesn't surprise me. I mean I I moved I moved to the South two years ago um, from Hawaii. My friends all think I'm absolutely nuts, but my mother is here. And I wanted to be closer to her. And I'll, I mean, in all transparency, I, I originally had plans on moving out of the country. Um, and while that's still in the plans, it's just gotten pushed back a bit. My goal was originally to come here and, and grab my mother and, and get out of the country after the last presidential election. And I say all this because I think being in in the South right now, while we're, while many people are looking at us from around the world, like what the fuck, <laughs> what's going on over there in, in Georgia and Alabama and Mississippi? Um, and I, I can't tell you. What I can tell you, though, is that um, vibrators for pleasure have been illegal. So I don't find a lot of surprises around laws that are restricting women's access to um, to abortions when women have been banned from receiving, like you cannot buy in Alabama, which is right next door to Georgia, a vibrator unless it says massager on it. You can't talk about what it's actually going to do when you get home with that Hitachi wand. So, I mean, there's just so many things. Like, when we're, we're being surprised and I don't understand why. Like, people are like, oh, my God, what is happening down there? And I'm like, hey, go ahead and why don't you check in? These are the worst states um, when it comes to education. These, you know, like... Uh, literacy is super low and and I am a granddaughter of I just learned this term but I'm a granddaughter of the great migration right my grandmother one of my grandmothers is from scuba Mississippi um and if you even if you know a lot about Mississippi you might not know anything about scuba Mississippi unless you were like playing college basketball because there's a small Jayco down there but um my mother was born north of Chicago to refugees of the Jim Crow South 
And I grew up never hearing a kind word about the South at all. Um, instead, what I heard was firsthand experiences of racial trauma and lynchings and personal sharecropping stories and grief upon grief upon grief. And while we did well in the North, my own personal experiences um, when I enlisted into the military and came down South or visiting any part um, of of the South, visiting family, was always marred by um, by plain sight discrimination and racism. And so... Um, so a lot of the, the, I just, I'm surprised by the surprise, right? Pussy is political. Uh, there's, that, that's, that's what it is, you know? And, and so we, I can say, like I said, I'm not going to get that political on my show, but it's while we're looking at, um, gender and race and we can't, we can't feign surprise here in the South about what's happening it is an all-out war on women, and it is especially a war on poor women, um, particularly women of color here in the South, who will not have access to leave and go to other states, and who will continue to be criminalized for motherhood and um, things of that nature. So I just, yeah, I just want to remind people, I guess, that first of all, um, Audre Lorde wrote, caring for myself is not self-indulgence, it is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. And pleasure, figuring out how to access pleasure is as much a part of self-care as a bubble bath, if not more. Um, we, we need to focus on how we can still feel good in a space where People are really working hard to make sure that we don't. So please, please, please go and um, map your pleasure with your journal, with your partner, with your friends, with your sisters, with your community. Um, Not just your sexual and sensual and erotic pleasure, but don't discriminate against those either. Spend some time thinking about what feels good in all aspects of life and writing about that and accepting it. And once your pleasure has been mapped out, um, communicate the fuck out of it so that people know that you are worthy of pleasure and that you're working towards it. And make your home a pleasure space. Make your pussy a pleasure space. Um, Do things that celebrate you as as a temple and the temple that you reside in so that... um, so that it's a place where you just practice self-care and solo love and you you know that this there's an oasis for you. Um, give yourself permission to feel pleasure. Create space for pleasure. Um, and, and again, it's not just physical pleasure, but everything, energetically, everything matters. What you eat, consume things that, that bring you pleasure, not just temporarily, but that, that, that heal your body, that make you feel amazing, that make your, that, you know, make your fucking genitals tingle, like whatever genitals that you are tingling at the most, um, and offer pleasure to yourself on a regular basis. Okay. Well, I think that's enough talk about pussy for a little bit and pleasure for a little bit. Um, well, I shouldn't say that cause I'm talking about Dick and Dick still gets pleasure even though, um, okay. But some of us are a little mad at a lot of the dicks in office right now. 
I am currently headed into a three, um, headed into my third week of a uh, course on semen retention that I'm teaching to a beautiful, amazing group of men here in Atlanta. And it's been such an interesting experience because this is my first time teaching a class of only men, which I had so many hangups about y'all. Like I was not, my, I was not about to teach a class to men. For so many reasons, I had I had all these barriers, and I had so many people that kept asking, so many men that would come forward, but like, can you teach a class for men? We need a space for men. And I was like, go create one, um, because I don't have a dick. I don't. I have a pussy, and I felt like I didn't want to do what I feel like white savior complex tends to do, which is come into women's spaces, black. I'm sorry, come into black spaces and provide us with all these opportunities for healing without being competent enough. And I'm, while I've, you know, I've handled some dick in my life, I just felt like I didn't have the tools, um, to teach men. Um, really, I know about semen retention because my male partner and I practice semen retention or he practices. I, (laughs) I distract, um, and so it was going to be, it was, I just, I just didn't see where I was going with it. And it's been so healing for me and for the men, really, to have this space. Um, there was a so, it's a sold-out group because my classes are here at the Institute are pretty small. And um, it's a sold-out group of Black men that are doing the work to live a better sexual experience and ultimately a better life, which has been so fucking just life-changing for, for me, but also for the other folks in the room just to be around other brothers that are, you know, like they, two people came in and knew each other. Like they're from the same hood. They grew up in Atlanta and they, they got the same, like, you know, play uncles. And so it was just ah, so beautiful to be able to provide access to this, you know, to this type of information, because that's all I'm doing is reminding folks of information that's already in the body. That's already in the DNA. I'm just sharing information that I have access to that so many people of color, um, particularly when I say that I'm speaking specifically about black people and people that are black adjacent here in this country, um, that so many of us just don't have access to. So many classes are so expensive. You know, it's not, I want to take some more classes and I will, if I take, you know, six weeks off to go take some of these classes, like how does that work financially? Um, I left corporate and I'm still trying to make sure I retire and can afford to live outside of the country comfortably. And how does this work? How does any of this work if you have kids and you have daycare and all these things? And the cost for sacred sex education is becoming so expensive and so prohibitive to those of us that are living in urban communities that it, this class has just been so monumental for me. Um, and... It's been helpful for me, like studying and practicing with my partner, but also just I realize that when I'm teaching people, um, changing the way we view sex is changing the way we live our lives. And so to be able to have that type of impact with black men has been so profound for me. And um, for those with penises, learning the value of their semen as it relates to their own energy and longevity. That's reframing the entire conversation about dicks, around penetrative sex, around um, trans men. And like, there's just so much there. 
And it's, um, it's just a relearning process. I mean, we're relearning how to relate with each other. And we, I mean, they, I'm, I'm just here. And after a while, I get the step back. Because my partner finally will, like, speak in, even though he's vowed not to teach a class, um, and speak on his experience. And it gives a space for the men to just talk. And I'm just kind of sitting there holding space. But we're all relearning in this system of Tantra how to, re- how to breathe, how to strengthen our immune systems, how to deal with depression and anxiety, especially in this class as it relates to seminal emissions, um, but also as it relates to how we view ourselves. And, and this is as someone who's battled with depression before. I don't, this is by no means me saying that like tantra practices will heal you and absolve you of any need of psychiatric or mental health care. That's the last thing I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. But being able to understand in the context of how, you know, coping mechanisms can help. And, and these ancient Taoist, um, ancient Taoist coping mechanisms, which that's not what they're called, but that's what they end up being for those of us that are um, urbanized. And many of us who, I mean, I'm just going to be real, within the um, communities of color, communities of immigrants are not all super hell-bent on seeing mental health care practitioners. And so having... Um, uh, a full hand of cards where, okay, well, what about breathing and what about meditation? Meditation that works for you, not meditation that seems so far off. I mean, Zen meditation is beautiful, but it doesn't work in, in the hood. Like, it doesn't. Um, you know, you you know how hard it is to do some Zen meditation when you can hear gunshots in the background? Like, how much work that takes? And there are Zen Buddhist monks that are like at the top of a mountain trying to achieve something that we're trying to achieve down in Bankhead. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, but also where we're learning how to perform in life uh, in general. So this whole process has just been so beautiful and I'm so grateful for it. And I can't wait. Um, I can't wait until until the next week, every week. I, I can truly say that I'm grateful. So if you haven't been able to come to um, one of my classes or workshops, I, I implore you to join us. We have, I have a free masterclass that's coming up on Monday. It's a mirror work class and it's absolutely free. So if you're on my mailing list, you probably already got an email about it. Maybe you've already registered. If you're not on my email list though, go get on it. You can join on at atltantra.com or through my Instagram profile. There's a link up there that'll just send you right on over. It's really important though that we um that you come and hang out with us. We're trying to build a community here. Even if you're just visiting, we get folks that visit from all over the world all the time. So if you find yourself in Atlanta with a long layover on a Tuesday, come hang out. Um or this masterclass is completely online. So it doesn't matter where in the world you're listening to me. I don't care where you're at. Um just go ahead and sign up and register for class. Also, I have a Tantra 101 series that is now available. Um, the first class is next week, Friday. Um, so that we're just going to kind of go over the basics from, and each class is 10 parts. Each class is covering a little bit more. It's just kind of getting some of this language that I use in some of the other classes so you don't feel like you're so, like, I don't know what this word is. I don't know, Sanskrit it can be a bit daunting. So I'm trying to like just level the playing field for all of us. And not just for me, but if you go to someone else's classes, because there's so many, there's so much information out there and it can be daunting. It can be overwhelming and it can be intimidating. Um, when you, when it's not your language, it doesn't sound something familiar to you. So 
we're breaking that down. And, um, and then there's a bunch of other events. I have a, the cruise is coming up. Just go to the events page. When you go to atltantra.com, check out the events page. See what you can get a, be a part of. Oh, and join us on Patreon. That's right. I can't forget about that. We are a membership-based platform, and we are on Patreon at um, Patreon forward slash atltantra. Please come join us on Patreon. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. At $5 a month, you start getting some benefits. We send you a button and there's just all, there's so many levels. So please, please, please come and join us on Patreon and um, support us. You can watch class videos on Patreon. So if you've been dying to come to a class and you can't get to one because we're all the way over here and you're all the way over there, join as a member. And you can start watching videos of the classes that you missed. We can't put them anywhere else because, um, <laughs> well, because there's titties out often and the world is censoring titties. So there it is. We're not censoring them. Anyway, that's all I got for you tonight. Thank you for tuning in and for being a part of this journey. I look forward to having you around for the next one. Hopefully I hope to see you on the cruise or the cruise is in January. You got plenty of time. Go register today. Um, see you at the cruise or the Tantric Tuesday or maybe at the Tantric Fest in, in October. Until then, go and have some amazing sex. Aloha and ahuiho.